Hi listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, aka FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families will be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. Amen. Continuing from last uh, two Sundays, this month we are looking at faith. I want us to look at, you know, the word, the word, amen. Um, faith is, is um, such a powerful and um, um, important, important, uh, or other word, is critical, critical subject that every born-again believer must master, must know. Not just so you can get what you desire, but as a matter of fact, that is the means by which we come into salvation. It's by faith. That's why it's very important that we master what faith is, what faith is all about. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you must master, you must master, you must master the subject of faith. Are you with me? Because it almost looks as if any time we, we, we want something, then we, we, we want to study about faith. You, you get it? Or when the faith is being spoken about, then, you know, um, all our focus is the things that I'm looking for that I've not received yet. But look at your neighbor and say, faith is more than that. Faith is more than that. Oh, shake your and say, faith is more. It's more. Faith is more than that. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to uh, Genesis 1, verse 28. We all know that scripture. Or let's start from the verse 27. It says that, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. Are there male and females in the house? You're too fast. You're too fast. Um, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Are there male and female in the house? Yeah. Look at your neighbor next year. Tell them I'm a male, I'm a female. Or is that male? Uh, uh, which are you? Ask your neighbor. Uh, oh. Uh, amen. Uh, and then, so if you identify either as a male or a female, let's look at the next command God gave. Bible said, or the next thing God did, and said, Bible said, then God blessed them. And God did what? Bless them. And God said to them what? Be what? Fruitful. And what? And multiply. What? Fill the earth. Subdue it. And then what? Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over what? Every living thing that moves on the earth. So male and female have this command over them, or this blessing over them. As some of I said, the Bible said, and he blessed them. So every male and female carry this blessing. As a matter of fact, from the very beginning, that's what God intended. That a man and woman would, would walk in the blessing of dominion. Every man and woman. That's a mandate. Every man and woman. Are, are you with me? Every word, man and woman, is supposed to walk in that blessing. Have the dominion. It's got the dominion mandate. We all carry this blessing. Every male and female carry this. Animals don't carry them. Are you with me? Uh -huh. In the Western world, in their knowledge, you've got to a place where they, 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 they're giving animal places they are not supposed to have. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? Yeah. They're giving animal places they're not supposed to have. 
Man is supposed to have dominion over animals. Hey. Shake your neighbor and says, neighbor. Man is supposed to have words. Yeah, dominion over animals. We share in the dominion mandate with, um, with um, male shares with female, female shares with male. Um, someone said that, that that's why the woman is not, that's why man, you, you don't exercise dominion over your wife. You don't have dominion over a woman. A man hasn't got dominion over a woman. Because a man shares dominion with a woman, but he hasn't got dominion over a woman. You co-share the dominion mandate on this earth. And that's the blessing of God. That's God's blessing. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? Uh -huh, that's what God's blessings. That's God's blessing. And so, but Bible, we all know the story of creation. Uh, uh, beginning, sin comes in. And what's the greatest um, issue God had with man? That man broke trust because, see, the sin from the beginning wasn't a sin of, um, um, of man breaking the command of God because by then, then the command had not been given. So man did not break any command of God necessarily. The law had not been given. The Ten Commandments have not been broken because it has not been given in the first place. Thank you. It has not been given in the first place. What man did was that man broke trust the trust of God that God gave to man when God told man, do it this way. Man broke a certain trust that God had given to man in the beginning. Are you with me? And ever since man did that, what happened was that, you know, the dominion mandate, there was an exchange. The one that we dealt with took that dominion mandate, which is the devil. How do we know so? Because of the, when we look at interactions between the devil and Jesus, the devil mentioned that I have the authority. I have that mandate. That's what you mentioned. And how did he come into that? Because man traded with, with the devil. So that mandate where man is supposed to rule over the earth, that had gone to the devil. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? Uh -huh. So God set in motion the processes so that man will come back into that dominion mandate that was intended from the very beginning. Which is what? That man will have authority over everything that God created. That man will not be ruled by anything, but man will rule everything. Hey, I thought someone would say amen. amen. Are you with me? You, you need to get this. That you will not be ruled by everything, but you will rule. That you will rule. It, it, it must sink in. It must sink in. Hallelujah. So to do so, God started a journey of faith, of of, of um, Bringing us, let me put it, God started a journey of bringing us into that place of blessedness that he intended from the very beginning. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Now, to do that, God had introduced something which is called faith. The walk of faith. God had introduced that. Now, you cannot talk about faith without talking about what the Bible or who the Bible calls the father of faith. It means that he's the, when you say father, it means the source of faith. It means that he's the beginner of faith. In other words, it also means that he's the first example of faith. In a sense, the father is the first example of faith. So 
we, we, we go to the Bible and then we look at Abraham, right? Uh-huh. But to help us also get to Abraham, now Genesis gives an account of Abraham's life. But there's something that another man did in the New Testament to help us both draw the link between what happened in the Old Testament and its implication in the New Testament. And that person is no other than oh, Paul. Hey. Okay, so Paul helps us to capture and to understand what God started to do with Abraham in the Old Testament. So let's look at, let's look at Romans, Romans um, 4 from the verse 1. Romans 4 verse 1. Mm. Are you in the house? He said, what then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? Church, let's read the next verse. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. Now, one of the key things, reason why God had to use faith is that faith eliminates boasting. Faith eliminates boasting or eliminates the foundation for us to boast. Mm. Why can't we boast? Because the Bible says this. It said, while we were yet sinners, other translations said, while we could not help ourselves, while we could not deliver ourselves, sin put us in a position where we could not even help our own self. Yeah. Sin put us in a place where we couldn't help ourselves, we couldn't do anything about it. In, in other words, by sin, we, we were helpless. How can helpless people have a boast before God? Hey, are you in the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sin puts us in a place where we can't, we, we, we can't boast. We, we, no, we can't boast about anything. There's nothing we can boast about. Who here has anything to boast about? Mm. Ask anybody, do you have anything to boast about? Because uh, the Bible says that by sin, we already stand condemned. That's actually what the Bible says. Before the Lord, it said, the one that do not believe already stands condemned. Sin puts us in a place of condemnation before God. So there's no reason for boasting. Hallelujah. And because if there's no reason, uh, there's no foundation for our boasting, we have only one thing to do, and that's to live by faith. That's to live by what? Faith. That's to live by what? Faith. So God wanted to show something. Hey, man, you have no ground to boast. Don't boast. That's why the Bible says he will share his glory with nobody. Hallelujah. Sometimes in our, in our acknowledgement of God's work through men, we get to a place where almost as if we are boasting. Hey. If there's anything we can boast, we can only boast in the, in, in the grace of God. That's what we can boast. Hallelujah. If you have any ground to boast, I'm telling you, if you can't find grace there, then you are walking too much pride. Hey, are you in a house? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is purely by grace. <laughs> Bible said, so that nobody can what? Boast. None of us have any ground for boasting. Hallelujah. Okay. So, it says that if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. The verse 3. For what does the scripture say? Abraham was? Uh-huh. I didn't hear everybody preaching. Reading. What is it? Abraham was? Abraham was? In other words, Abraham had faith in God. Abraham had faith in God. 
Abraham had faith in God. Now, the story of Abraham, you go to Genesis, um, I think, uh, 12. Genesis 12. So, take us to Genesis 12. So, we look at where it all began. We'll, we'll be jumping here and there, and then we'll be looking at some. Now, the Lord said to Abraham, Abraham means, um, um, how do you call it? Exalted father, yes. Or the father who is exalted. Abraham means exalted father. God comes to you and says, what? Get out of your country. Tell him, get out of your country. (laughs) Get out of the country, what? From your what? From your family and from your father's house. What? To a land that I will show you. Now, now. <laughs> now, when, when we say get out, obviously we're all looking at, we, we already have a place we're going. But it's not, a, it's not the same as Abraham. Abraham did not have a place. God did not tell Abraham. No, God did not show you the greatest city in his time. God just said, get out. There's something about to do. You have to trust me. There's something about to do. You may not know the full picture, but you have to trust me. There's something I'm doing. You do not get it, but you have to do what? Trust me. And say, get out of your family, your father's land, and everything. The next verse, verse 21, is it. verse 2 says what? I will make you what? A great nation. And then it says what? I will bless you and make your name what? Great. And you shall be what? Now, remember, I told you from the beginning, what was God's dominion mandate is a blessing. Or in other words, rather, what was God's blessing was dominion mandate. But from the very beginning, God's intention had always been that man will walk in a blessing. Now, what is that? To rule over everything that nothing rules over man. Are you guys with me? To rule over everything, but nothing rules over man. Because that was God's intended purpose from the very beginning. Remember, these things God established when man had done, done nothing to earn it. From the very beginning, God says, I'm placing you in charge. I'm going to make sure that you are large and you are what? In charge. Hey, are you in the house? Uh-huh. Because sometimes we struggle with the idea that, am I really supposed to be blessed? Can I be blessed? Should I be blessed? But from the very beginning, that's God's mandate. And that has nothing to do with whether you have done anything or not. It has nothing to do with your father's name, where you are planted, where you are not planted. From the beginning, that's the command over every man, that you walk in the blessing. So when God comes to Abraham, God restates the same thing. And God says, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. You're going to be a blessing of God. Then God goes further to express and to, and to stretch the blessings and say, look, through you, many more are going to walk in this. Because my intention has always been that men will be blessed. Hey, am I making some sense to somebody? Yeah. I, was, I met with some, some of my leaders recently. I said, look, part of the reason why we are not sharing the gospel is that we are not ourselves compelled by God's mandate of blessing the nations. Because one of the means, or major means by which blessings enters people's lives and nations is through the gospel. The gospel is a blessed, how do you call it, um, message. Hey, I can't hear you. Are you in the house? Because nobody has received the, the gospel and remained the same. As of all, no man can receive the gospel and remain the same. It is sheer impossible. You even go and look at your picture before you became born again, your pictures after you became born again. 
Hey, I'm not making something. Go and look at your pictures before you became born again and after you became born again. So when you look at pictures, it's like, I see you're a convict. <laughs> convict. And that's true. You're a convict before the Lord. Hey, am I talking somewhere in the house? Okay, shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, let's go on, let's go on, let's go on, let's go on, let's go on. So verse what? Verse, um, let's go to the next verse. I'll bless those who what? Bless you and I'll curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. Bible says, Abraham believed the Lord. And Abraham what? Went. Abraham left. That's when you read the story. Now, what is faith? You have to understand that what Abraham did, in another, in another, in another, another description, Abraham walked in a conviction. Abraham walked towards a conviction. Once a word of command comes in, an opportunity to walk in what you are hearing comes in. Once you do that, men can look at you and say, you are convicted by something. There was a certain conviction that came. So faith is a conviction. In the word faith, conviction is a belief. Hallelujah. Conviction you want, one. You have to understand, Abraham had to believe that the, the God who was talking to him is real. So faith brings you to a conviction of the reality of God. Any man that walks in faith walks in the reality that God exists. Isn't it the Bible? That we must believe that he exists and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. So Abraham walked in that reality when he started moving. He said, I have heard from a God. I may not have seen him, but I'm very convicted that this God exists. That this God world exists. That this God world exists. I walk in that reality. I walk in that conviction. One. And then number two. I mean, for those of us who have believed, beyond, beyond a, a, a conviction of the existence of God, we also come into a place of belief in the sonship of Jesus. But Abraham had not necessarily walked in that, in that reality. But he walked in the full conviction that God exists, that what God has said, he will bring to pass, that God has the ability to bless. That's why he went, because God told him, I will bless you. So Abraham said, okay, then I'm going to follow in that. Are you in the house? Yeah. So, let's look at, let's, let, let's, let's, let's look at, uh, let's go back to Romans. Let's go back to Romans so that we can walk in some. Hmm. It's working. So, Paul says, what then shall we say? Abraham's father has found according to the flesh, the death verse. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before the law. Verse, the next verse. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted. It was what? Accounted. It was accounted. Now, this word, some months ago, um, a theologian, Pastor Ninoy, used it. Hey, are you in the house? Yeah. How many of you remember it? Logizomai. <laughs> Mali, you're not here. <laughs> that was the day he did come to church. <laughs> Logizoma, you, you remember? 
How many of you remember logizomai? Logizomai, logizomai, yes. Aha. It means accounted. It means that the other words you use, if you remember, I reckon the sufferings of this world. Remember, aha, uh-huh, I reckon. It's that, it's that same word. I reckon to count, to compute, to calculate, and to count over. Hey. Mm. It says to pass to one's account or to impute. So he said that for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was what? Account, it was what? It was what? Accounted. It was accounted unto Abraham. So, hmm. You are one man and God says, I'm going to make you walk in, in a blessing for many people. You are not perfect, yet I'm going to bring you to something that will make you look perfect and righteous before all men. The thing about God is this. God is, I remember from the beginning, I told you that so that man will have no boast. And if you ever understand the ways of God, you realize that God doesn't like anywhere and any excuse for man to boast. There's something before men. Listen. Anytime we're talking about blessing or increase or good to people, most men come from a place of fairness. As a matter of fact, when you look at our society, our society tries to thrive on fairness. Now, fairness keeps, brings into focus equal, equal efforts. So, um, how do you call it? We all sat in the same class. We all went here. So, by reason of that, we all should arrive here. If it happens that we all sat in the same class and then you arrive before the others, you will say, it is not fair. But there's no, when you study the, 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 the scriptures and you study he, uh, the Hebrew language, there's no foundation for the word fair. As well, when you go deep, deep to look for fair, to bring you to a complexion. <laughs> but not to the fair that we understand where we, you know, life must be fair. As for, as for this place, everything must be fair. It's like when you go to a party and say, let's be fair. Hey, are you in the house? Have you been to a party when you're on the same lane, they'll give this person, they'll jump over you. <laughs> then you want to look at the woman. <laughs> say, oh, you have not been fair. Who oh, the man won't farm. <laughs> so it's the people that share things at parties, the authority they have. Uh, <laughs> and they have authority to embarrass you, that will carry the rest of <laughs> You are going for the drink, they said, we should go and sit back. <laughs> Hey, are you in the house? But there's no place for fair. Before the Lord, there's no place for fair. If you go to God and say, God, be fair to me, God doesn't understand what you're talking about. There's no place for fair. Because if God was going to deal with us by fair, if God was going to deal with us by fairness, none of us will make it. None of us will make it. And you got to get this. Some of you, you are still looking at this. Uh, uh, look at how many years I've come. It's not fair. This one is not married. I'm not, it's not fair? <laughs> You're looking at the whole thing wrongly. It's, it's, don't go to God using fair. No. Don't go to God using fair. There's another word God understands, and that is justification. Justification. And you can see all that based on how God dealt with Abraham. A man who had nothing, a man who was nobody, 
But God went for the guy and says, look, I'm going to write a story with you and I'm going to turn your life around. This morning I came to tell you that, look, God would tell a different story with your life. Amen. Amen. Are you in the house? Yeah. God will tell a different story about you. Stop looking at fairness. My father, me, my father alone didn't buy any land. And, you know, somebody's father has a land. I haven't been there. Yeah. My, 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 fam, my family don't have any, any inheritance. There's no nothing. When we go to our hometown, they don't even know we exist. Meanwhile, some people are coming from, how do you call it, uh, uh, palace. You know, some people say they are, they are, they are, they are in the lineage. Wow. Oh. At this year. But in this Ghana, we have people who have no, who have no lineage to the guns too, but they have lands more than the guns too. <laughs> hey, shake your neighbor next to neighbor. Leave fairness behind. Leave fairness behind. Oh, shake the person next to say, Leave fairness and say, Leave it behind. Hallelujah. Because when you look at that, some of us, if we want to be fair, we wish that we are Americans. Hey. But look at you and say, Never, you are a Ghanaian. You are. <laughs> Tell the person, yeah, Ghanaian. Yeah, Ghanaian. <laughs> hey, and God placed you where you needed to be. Amen. Did he say amen to that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Abraham believed God, and God accounted unto him. Now, this gives quite an interesting picture. Like I said, it means to put down to one's account. Now, Abraham had not met Jesus. But God was doing through Abraham what was going to take place through Jesus. So Abraham, that's why the Bible calls him the father of all faith. Because even though Abraham was before, in a sense, okay, we don't say Jesus said he was before Abraham. But in a sense, before the human birth of Jesus, Abraham was living. God brought Abraham to the realm as if Jesus had come. That's why Paul could look at God's dealing with Abraham and explain to us what God was doing through Jesus. That even though you have not worked for it, because your labor cannot bring you to the blessings of God. That's one of the things you have to realize. Our labor can never bring us to the full actualizations of God's blessings. There's a place for labor. It's fine. But I'm telling you, it does not begin the thing. It is, it, faith begins the blessing, not labor. Faith is what be, uh, begins it. Amen. And the word, the legisomai here, means, meant, meant, meant that there's a deposit that has been made a deposit has been made on account of Abraham. Now, when, when we come into faith in Jesus, and we come to God and say, forgive us. You are right. We are wrong. What happens is that now, there are two things here. You know, we use the word, we are forgiven. And then we use the word, um, we are justified. Now, they're not, they're not the same word. Forgiveness means the case was looked at and then you were found to be wrong, but you've been pardoned. But justification carries more than that. As some of it actually says that the case was 
dealt with, but now we have arrived at a place as if you did not do it. So in other words, not only was it, not, not, not only that whatever it is, it has been reckoned, it means that there's been a crossover and a deposit made on your behalf. To the degree that now it looks as if you actually never did it. It means that if you actually never did it, it means you actually never went in the wrong. Someone didn't get it. That's how God said, when he said it was accounted unto him as righteousness, it means that there's been a deposit that has been made on his behalf. Now Abraham appears as if he's never been wrong. Because now he carries a deposit of righteousness, even though he has not done anything. So when God looked at Abraham and God said, deal with Abraham, God says, look, I'm going to do to you and give into your account what it looks as if you have always been right and you need to be in this blessing. Meanwhile, the guy had not done anything because God wanted to point to Christ in the New Testament when he was dealing with Abraham. So Bible said that Abraham, there's something Abraham did that deserved him the, the blessing that he went into. God decided to account unto Abraham. Now, Bible says that if we believe, then we are, the, of, we are the children of Abraham. It means that we are just like Abraham or God's dealing with us. It's that like God is dealing with Abraham. Hey. Now, faith is so profound because faith can bring you to, into what you, you can't work for. Well, let those that are fair work for all that they want to work for. <laughs> if they don't die. But by faith and the faith of Abraham. And what is the faith of Abraham? Believing in what God has said concerning you. That's it. Nothing attached to it. Nothing added. That's it. That's the faith of Abraham. Believing in what God has said. Because remember, Abraham did not have other examples to use. Remember, there was no scripture written. There was no scripture, so there was no written document by which Abraham could infer the faithfulness of God. There was nothing like that. All Abraham had to rely was on the word Abraham had received. And that was it. And that was good enough. And God said, once you can believe, then we can do something together. Hallelujah. So when you come and God says you are righteous, someone says, no, I haven't worked for it yet. Let me work a bit more for my righteousness. Let, let, let me be fair to God. And he said, let me do something so God can know that me too, I'm trying. How many of you are there trying people in the house? Are there trying people in the house? Those of you have been trying, uh, you see, you have been trying. <laughs> They try and are those that says, let me go and be good and I'll come to church. Let me go and be good and I'll join the, the ministry. So come and join and say, no, let me be good a bit. Let me, let me, let me try to stop this thing. Those are the trying people. Are you in the house? Look at everyone else and tell them, stop trying and start believing. Tell the person. I can tell them, stop trying and start words. And start believing. Start believing. You see, Somebody said that if the gospel is not too good to be true, then it's not a gospel. Because actually, that's what it is. It's too good to be true. And the fair mindset we carry, you know, is it possible for God, God to turn around your life in Ghana? 
No, 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 no. Some of you don't sound like that. He <laughs> said, I do with your faith into me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you in the house? What did God do to Abraham? God sent Abraham to receive an inheritance he has not worked for. That's what he did. But not, but not just that, God made him the source of inheritance for others. <laughs> By faith, God can bring you to an inheritance and bring, you to the, and bring you to become the source of inheritance for others. May you be the source of inheritance for other people. Amen. Hallelujah! That your children and your children's children will say that there was a time in the life or the history of our family, my grandfather or my great-grandfather was a man of faith. That turned this family around. We were struggling. We were confused. There were brokenness. There were, there were prostitutes. My auntie, this was prostitute. But when this one came into place, hey, only men and women of God, judges and lawyers started. I thought somebody say Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Look, your family does not have to be the way it is. So. The history of a family can change once there's a man of faith in place. That's all. God does not need a group of people to do what he has to do. He just needs a man. Is there a man in the house? Is there a man of faith in the house? I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm a man of faith. Believing in the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What is the promise? From the very beginning, it's not just what God gave to Abraham, but from the very beginning, what God said from Genesis, that what? Bible said God blessed man and God told man have what? Dominion. And this is what God was trying to do through Abraham. That's what God started with. God says, I have to restore man to dominion. That's why John Jesus showed up. Jesus came and brought the same principle of faith because the whole idea is to restore us back to Genesis. Amen. Amen. Are you in the house? Uh-huh. Now, to drum it home a bit, a bit, a bit further. How many of you know of it? Of it, of it? You let's look at Genesis. No, Matthew 1. Matthew, the genealogy. The genealogy of, of Jesus. It means that we are looking at the Ashasi of Jesus. Family line. Shall we read? There's quite some strange nouns I will find. So that's all. Want to go? The book of the word, genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of what? Abraham. The next verse? Abraham begot what? Uh huh. Uh, and Jacob begot what? Judah and his brothers. The next verse? Uh huh. Uh huh. Perez begot what? And Hezron begot what? Ram. Yes, the next one. Ram begot what? Uh huh. Abinadab begot Nashon. And Nashon begot Salmon. And what? And what? <laughs> Salmon begot who? By who? Mm. And Boaz begot what? Obed by Ruth. And Obed begot Jesse. Now, the first part. Salmon begot what? Boaz by? By? Okay, for those of you, maybe you don't know, Rhea was a prostitute. But not only was she a prostitute, she, was, she also was a liar. 
But what do you expect? A person will, will, will lie easily. <laughs> but when we are talking about the genealogy of Jesus, a prostitute showed up. You see, the Bible is one of the most realistic books you can ever find. Do you know why? Because there's a certain God who's writing this, so he's not afraid of the elements. <laughs> he's not afraid of the elements. Prostitutes are there. Murderers are there. Ah. Hey, are you in the house? No, no, no. Are you in the house? <laughs> may the Lord, I nearly said, may the Lord use every prostitute that is here. <laughs> Let's look at Joshua 2, 9 to 13. Joshua 2. Shall we look at what he say? And he said to the men, what? I know that the Lord has given you what? This land. This is real I'm talking. That the word, the terror of you has fallen on us. <laughs> and that all the inhabitants of the land are what? Faint-hearted because of you. The next verse. For we have heard. For we have what? I can't. For we have what? For we have what? heard will we have heard how the lord dried up the water of the red sea for you when you came out of egypt and what you did to the two kings of the world amorite who were on other side of jordan sion og 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 whom you would utterly what destroy the next verse as soon as we heard again as soon as what we heard these things our hearts was melted, neither did there remain what any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord, your what? Your God is God in heaven above and on the earth. This is the prostitute when the spies came to her. When she saw the spies, then she started recounting and said, look, we are heard. Bible said, how do faith comes? Faith comes by hearing. We have heard of what God is doing. We have heard of the things that God has already done. And by so doing, we have lost our courage. We are terrified of what your God can do. We are terrified of what your God has done to other people and what he can do to us. So at this point, the whole nation, we are on that this edge of our seats. But she decided to take a step further. Let's go. The next verse. Now therefore I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. By faith, the prostitute who was with the nation that was condemned changed side. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Without any government of man, without any visa of man, oh, without receiving any approval of any man, this one changed side. So, who told you that you are bound to work in the case of your father's house? You can't. 
You don't, you don't have to. If you have faith, a man can change his destiny. Just if Meshebe is under a pot, hey. Which pot? My destiny is under a pot. Which pot? <laughs> no pot can keep your destiny. What are you talking about? If the whole nation could not keep Rehab, no pot can keep your destiny. All you got to do is that you need the passport of faith or the visa of faith. That's all. That's all. By faith. Just think about it. Between the two of them, this lady was making decision where her lineage, Christ, was going to come from. And this interaction, God did not even tell the two spies, when you go, you go and meet a, a prostitute, she will tell you this. And no, she was deal, having that dealing with her. And Bible makes us aware that this is faith. And we see that in Hebrews because she showed up in Hebrews. When we're talking about the hall of faith, when we're faith, when we're talking about all the people of faith, Rehab was mentioned. You are here, you have been to school, you have been to your, you have done all the, and you, you are there and say, I don't have faith. Oh, share. <laughs> you have been to church, you have heard the word, uh, then you can open your mouth or that city and say, which is after you, uh, which is destroying you, or your life will not become much. Hey! It doesn't make sense. Look at the interactions of a prostitute and two spies. Say, so I know you are coming. You come and take over. But make a deal with me. I believe in your God that you save me. That's it. And the, and the spy says, so be it. That's it. So be it. That's it. No prophetic drama. No prophet with oils. Uh, no prophet, no, just guys, just think, no prophet with oil. Some of you, your faith hangs upon tokens and signs and prophets and uh, handkerchief and towels. That's what, that's what. <laughs> that's what your things are hanged on. This prostitute was just changing her destiny by interacting with two spies. That's all. On top of it too, and then she, when he came looking for the spy, she lied. And God said, that's a woman of faith. Ah, yeah. <laughs> as for this God, as for this God, oh, my, 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 my. And that's why, I, I, you see, it's best to just be on God's side. Some things we will we'll never be able to explain it enough. Even if God gives us eternity, we will not be able to explain it to you. All we have to do, faith is to be on his side, not to explain it. Yeah, faith is not to explain, it's to be on God's side because the results will show. Ah. Hey, I can't hear you. Are you in the house? Let's look at James, James, James 2, verse 25. What does he say? Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by it? Was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messages and sent them out of her way? Now, what he's talking about here is when Rahab acted on their faith, that's what it means, by sending the spies on the way. 
So Bible even recognizes an effort and a works based on faith. That's what it means. Because the Bible tells us that, look, faith without works is... So it wasn't just a mental ascent she did. So what she did was that by sending the spies in line, she had acted on her faith. Even though men see it as sin, she acted on her faith. You see, when you, walk in, when you act on your faith, you cannot be wrong. That's one of when you believe and you don't act on you are, you are even in the wrong. That's why nothing, no, 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 what's the word? No power follows you. But faith must be worked, worked on. Hmm. I just love rehab. Now, there's a book I'm reading by Bishop Doug, something about faith. And he says something, he said, what does, what did rehab do to get into this inheritance? And there's a way he put it, I was doing a study, and then it also, the, the study also put it the same way. That all rehab did, actually look at it. All rehab did, like what he's saying here, what did she do to, to affirm her faith? She did not do anything extraordinary. Rehab was a prostitute who was used to having strangers in the house. <laughs> hey. She was a prostitute who was used to having strangers. So what she did was not extraordinary. Telling lies to women that your husbands are not here. <laughs> was not strange to her. Because sometimes when you're talking about faith, people are looking at some extraordinary something you have never done before. You know something you have heard? You have to do what you have never done before. She didn't do anything she has ever done. She, all this she has been doing all this while. Hiding men in the house. <laughs> lying to inquire men that they are not. <laughs> but this is what is faith. When God requests of you, even sometimes of the things that you have done every day, that is where the chain comes. And one of these days, something you have been doing normally is the same time God will come and ask of you to do something. But that's where sometimes we miss it. It's the same. The same. One of these days, it's your same giving that God will ask and says, yes, give. And God will turn everything around. One of these is the same generosity, the same kindness, is the same loving. It's, it's, it may not be anything extraordinary. It's the same. The same. I'm not making some sense to somebody in the house. Have you ever gone through something where some ordinary giving you give and then all of a sudden, you're like, hey. So I have given their work here. <laughs> What's the difference? It's because at a point in time, God comes to inspire his word inside of you. This one, what am I saying? Guys, Sometimes you come to church, they said, look, this is a life-changing moment. Life-changing moment? The same space, the same lights, the same farm choir, the same pastor. Yeah. The same, same is also an extraordinary moment of transaction. All it has to do is the conviction you have in your heart. Because that's what Rehab had, the conviction in their heart. And at that moment, 
Righteousness was accounted unto her. God said, you are just right. And you, I'm bringing you into the lineage. <laughs> Amen. I pray that you don't miss your rehab moment. Mm. I pray that what? You don't miss your rehab moment. I pray that you don't miss your rehab moment. Guys, let, let's just, I just want to refer to the scripture in Hebrews. I think it's Hebrews 11, 39 or 31. Hebrews 11, 31. It says, and what more, 31, by faith the prostitute rehab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. By faith. And this is God's account of her. She just welcomed the spies. Like she welcomed any man she's about to do something with. <laughs> and the Bible says, by faith. Because at that moment, what's the difference between all the other time and that moment? Conviction. She just believed. Jesus said, if you give a cup of water to any of these, the key here is, any of these, the key here is that at that moment, you recognize who you are giving to. He said, that's when that transaction changed your future forever. Faith is key, guys. It transforms and turns destinies and lives around. The danger about being a Christian and used to the things of God is that you start doing things not out of faith anymore. Yeah. You do things normally because that's the way it's done in the church. It's a, it's a church ritual by some by faith. But there come a moment when one of these days you are standing behind the song and the, the whatever, like he's playing, and you play out of a certain conviction. All of a sudden, heaven recognizes because now you are, you are touching elements that God used to reconcile and to balance the world, to bring people who have nothing unto blessings. I'm telling you, it's just faith. That's what makes Adam and the Bible makes us understand. That's the difference between the two brothers who are offering one, uh, they're offering their, their sacrifices. God chose one over the other because one gave out of a strong conviction, the other gave it out of a normal expectation. Conviction is key. Conviction. Even as a mother, when you're going to marry, you enter your marriage, you have to enter with some conviction that this one is the one God has given to me, and this is the one we are together forever to walk in God's blessing. That's it. That's it. No other man, no matter how handsome, is the one for me. This one is for me. Such a conviction. May we walk with God with a conviction. Hallelujah. May we walk with God with a conviction. Wherever you are, just lift up your hands and just, just talk to God. 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 We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.